This is 2021. This is the Betfred Super League. Be ready. time of the week again welcome along to eddie and steve-o the podcast sponsored by our good friends at betfred well this week first of all let's look back to the eliminators in the race for old trafford and the 2021 grand final we will discuss the two games in a little more detail in a moment but first of all steve-o what an ignominious end to the super league coaching careers of Wigan's Adrian Lamb and Warrington Stephen Price, both nilled by their opposition, and frankly, neither of them played that well. Well, I must say that Lamb had something to leave the club by. At least they appeared to try for the 100%. I'm not so sure about Warrington. Now, a week ago, Price was saying that's the best 40 minutes against Castleford that he'd seen all season and amazingly he moves the players around puts one on the bench that was man of the match and then expects them to produce that form and they were way off it I'm taking nothing away from Hull KR they were outstanding their defence was absolutely superb but I cannot believe that Price the coach wanted to change things why? Well, that's the big question. I mean, we aren't coaches, obviously, but uh, I, I would love to have an explanation of how Matty Ashton, who got the hat-trick against Castleford the previous week and man of the match, he gets dropped to the bench and match winners like Blake Austin and Josh Charnley aren't even picked. Baffling decisions. And Danny Walker, this kid's a real live wire, isn't he? He was also in the 21-man 20 well, squad, but he also got left out. It, it's amazing to say that he was on the verge of not being at the club. Simple as that. This was his opportunity to say, well, I've finished on a high. Now, he won at Wembley. That's certainly one tick against him, but he's got a few crosses against him after this selection for last weekend. I wonder if, if something's gone on behind the scenes that we aren't privy to and we don't know about. What do you think? Well, it can happen. But look, you've got to be loyal to your supporters. You can't just say a week before that's the best 40 minutes we've played and then all of a sudden he backs it up with the worst 80 minutes that they've played. It's beyond belief. It is. And, and he was very honest at the end of the match, Stephen Price. He said, this is the worst we've played all year. Uh, it was an awful way to bring down the curtain on well, the career of Warrington legend, really, in Lee Breers, you know, as I say, Steve Price admits it's the worst performance of the year it was. And, and what a way for Lee to bounce out. Uh, I, I was lost for words. And I'll tell you what, Eddie, that's not often. 
No, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. But I bet you've got plenty of words to say about Hull Kingston Rovers. Nineteen nil, they go and win at Warrington. What a victory for them! Outstanding. I've always said it when it comes to the playoff games, quarterfinals, semi-finals, defence will win you the game. And it, Tony Smith, the coach, could not have asked for anything better than what they produced. They completely just snuffed Warrington out. Okay, we've been on about the fact that Warrington didn't play 100%. In fact, they were lucky to reach 50%. But they had a lot of defensive uh, skill. They didn't allow Warrington to get into the game. But Abdul, what about this? He has just come out of nowhere. Look, I remember him playing down with the London Broncos, a very talented player. But the performance that he produced was international class. He controlled everything. That's what you need in those games. And he was playing behind a not-beaten pack, wasn't he? Uh, the Rovers dominated. I mean, Warrington had 10 minutes at the start of the game. After that, one-way traffic. Yeah, perhaps a lot of people, especially the Warrington fans, would say that, that uh, you know, Clark, the hooker, wasn't 100%. And he's the mainstay of that Warrington side. Uh, it didn't look 100%. It certainly wasn't fully fit. Uh, but I'm taking nothing away from Tony Smith as a coach. He was outstanding. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. And he's brought that team to a point where they believe they can not only make the grand final, but win it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. They they won on the, the Friday night 19 points to nil in Warrington. The previous evening, Wigan nil again, Leeds eight. Now, Sky Sports put up a graphic showing this year that Wigan have got the least effective attack in Super League, worse even than relegated Lee. Uh that that beggars belief for a club like Wigan for a statistic like that Wigan have been famous ever since they were formed for playing outstanding attacking rugby league football and you just made the point and as far as I'm concerned that is the major reason they would have looked the committee the people that run this club they would have said hey look at this we didn't have the ability to score though once again Richard Agar, the Leeds coach, outstanding defence. It comes to the comes to the top of the tree, doesn't it? When you say shut them down and they don't score, then you'll win, and that's what they've done. Now, Leeds, their defence, Wigan did not have one clean break the entire game. Now, I've got to give a little bit of credit for Wigan because their defence was nearly as good. It was a tight game. But Leeds, oh, are they going to do it from fifth again, Eddie? Well, They've done it before. Haven't they ever? They've done it twice before. But I must say, I mean, I suppose you don't expect classics in knockout matches. But Wigan and Leeds was anything but a classic, was it? I mean, Leeds just strangled the life out of Wigan in defence. You're right. The fact they got a nil against their name uh, says it all. But, but it was an awful, awful game in many ways. It really How was. Many how many times have I said it, Eddie, to you? Over the years, we've worked together for a long, long time. Look, when it comes to the crunch games, when you're going to get lose, you're out of the competition, forget about 
trying to score tries. Make sure your defence is on top form. And it was a kick that got the uh, a little bit of luck that Leeds got their try, but it doesn't matter. It's a matter of just keeping that defence. And nil for Warrington, nil for Wigan, says it all. It does, it does. Well, we know where Leeds and Hull KR are going. They're into the semi-finals and they're 80 minutes away from Old Trafford. We're now for Wigan. I mean, Warrington have got the coach in place for next year. We're for Wigan. No new coach announced yet. The rumours abound that Sean Wayne will return in some sort of capacity. But he's got an autumn international against the French to concentrate on first. Uh, when do you think Wigan will make this announcement that whatever's going to happen in the coaching department is going to happen? The reason why they can't make an announcement, Eddie, because I don't think anybody has said, yes, I'll come and coach there. I know there's the rumours about it, but listen, the England coach, he can't just give up the situation because they've changed at the World Cup and that'll be, that'll be an experience next season. But has it ever been a Wigan trait where they do not have someone to take over at Wigan. In the past, look, coaches from all over the world, not just in this country, would say, oh, my dream job would be coaching Wigan. And why wouldn't you? They've been producing young kids, internationals, year after year after year. They're one of the top clubs in the history of our game. And yet they can't announce who it's going to be. And each day goes on, your suggestion that the English coach will eventually be head of coaching there has got to be positive. Well, maybe. I mean, li listen, they might have that many applications that they're going down the applicants one by one and sounding them out. They might have had 20 applicants for the job, but they look down the list and say, there's not one there that we're confident can change, the, change it around. They're an invidious situation whereby... I think that they will hopefully go to Australia. They'll be looking for a coach, an assistant coach down under. And, they were, and they've done it before, and they've had success in doing that. Yes, they have. And, and to be fair to Wigan, they've had some dreadful luck with injuries. They've put a lot of young players in this year. So I suppose to get to within two matches of Old Trafford isn't a bad return. Uh, the youngsters will, will benefit from this experience in the years to come but it was just too many youngsters too many injuries uh, and Wigan well they just not, like, not look like the Wigan of old as you've said No you're right and uh, I, I think it's great that they've had uh, no option but to blood some of these youngsters but I look at it in the same way as what the, the Ryder Cup has gone you know the, the, the Europeans picked uh, a lot of older players with past records Whereas the USA, they picked on the youngsters, but good youngsters. So in the future, Wigan and the likes of St. Helens and everyone that they, and Leeds, they've had their problems as well, and they've produced some youngsters coming into the game. And that's the future. And that's the way that we always should want it. And that's why we keep saying we have to look at the, the iceberg not just at the top, but we've got to make sure we've got plenty underneath the water. That's true, we do. Um, we've said that many times already on this podcast throughout the course of this season. Right, we are two 80-minute matches then, away from knowing who'll be walking out at Old Trafford on October the 9th. Catalan or Hulkingston Rovers or Saints 
or Leeds. Now, look, I don't like to point this out to you, but you've written both both Leeds and Hull KR off in recent weeks, haven't you? I wouldn't say written them off. You said I, Leeds had got no chance, and you thought Hull Kingston Road would be a miracle. Listen, you've never heard me say they've got no chance. And when it comes to semi-finals, anything can happen. So I'm not stupid enough to say that they've got no chance. All I say is that St. Helens will be red-hot favourites. And Catalan should be. But Tony Smith, oh, he's a wise old owl, is Tony Smith. He will have something up his sleeve. Now let's remember, since Catalan got the league leader's trophy, they haven't played well. But they can't just rely on past results. This is bust the way through, fellas. And Tony Smith will have that side. They will be jumping out of their skins. And I know exactly what his team talk will be. Everybody in rugby league, including Eddie and Steve-O, <laughs> think we've got no chance whatsoever. And why not? If people like you and I, or especially me, that says that they'll struggle, they'll lose or whatever, why not use psychology like that? It's been done in the past. It has, and it'll be done in the future. The, the thing is, either Catalan Dragons or Hulkingston Rovers will become only the ninth different club to make it to a grand final since 1998. The sad truth, though, is that we've only had four winners, Saints, Wigan, Leeds and Bradford. Will history, steve will history be made in 2021? Well, it's got to, hasn't it? Simple as that. It's got to. Hull KR or Catalan, they've got to win, haven't they? One so of them will get there, but will they win? Will either Catalan or Hull Kingston Rovers win at Old Trafford in 2021 and we'll get the fifth name on that trophy? No, I keep telling you, St. Talon's <laughs> red hot favourites. <laughs> oh. Listen, for over 20 odd years, you've been trying to change my attitude. And I you, know. You've failed on every occasion. I'm not saying that there can be an upset because it happens all the time. The Warrington fans will be looking back and saying, when it comes to, you know, sudden death, we just fold. We don't do it. And Tony Smith has got him, it's got him so excited. But the most important thing that he's done as a coach is given them the belief that they can do it. And they did it. You were saying then that Hull KR can easily defy the odds again in Perpignan on Thursday. And if Sam Tompkins is out injured, they must have a great chance. Yes. That team spirit can take you all the way. And Tony Smith realised at the start of the season, look, they were only one off the bottom of the table last season. And you've got to admire a man that's built up the confidence, built up the playing ability. And as I say, Abdul's performance was so outstanding that if anyone who had never seen rugby league watching that game, that say, oh, he must be an international because he looked like an international he looked like one of the best players in Super League and on that occasion his ability they're right he was brilliant he was and he and Sam Tompkins seem to be the rivals for the Man of Steel title um, Tompkins has got this damaged knee he says he's giving it as much time as possible to heal and he'll try it out later this week and 
and maybe he will play. Well, if he's fit, we get a chance to compare these two together because I think it's probably between those two, isn't it? Connor, a widow, probably out of it now. But I suppose Johnny Lomax could have a say in the, the Man of Steel because he's been ultra-consistent over the past two years, never mind the last 12 months. But the, the smart money seems to be on Tompkins. And if we get the chance with Tompkins fit, we'll see him up against Abdul. It'd be great to see that. Oh, uh, unbelievable. I mean, from different positions and different aspects. But, uh, you know, Abdul's kicking game, superb. And I know that the Catalans, they realize that they've got to try to shut him down because he, he just keeps turning teams around. He has great ability. Uh, I, I think if Tompkins plays, he won't be 100%. But let's face it, when it comes to this time of the season, how many players are going to be 100% fit? They'll be having jabs, they'll be having this strapped up. It, it, you can never say that they're going to be 100%. But the opposition, they'll be struggling as well to have a player out 100%. So it works its way down to one thing. As they did, OKR, strong defence. As Leeds, strong defence. The other sideline issue for, um, for Thursday night is Steve McNamara up against Tony Smith. These two, surely, have got to be leading contenders for the Coach of the Year title, haven't they? Wouldn't surprise me if it's split for the very first time. Well, they both get the, they both get the nod, the, the yeah. dual Coach of the Year. Do you think yeah. so? I, I really do. I mean, look, Tony Smith's effort has been superb. McNamara, top of the league table winners. Why not? Right, let's look at uh, Friday night now. St. Helens against Leeds. Four times these two clubs have previously met at Old Trafford on the big night, and Leeds have won them all. There's so much at stake in this. Can this be a classic, Steve-O? Saints-Leeds, Wigan-Leeds, normally they are, but Leeds smothered the life, as we say, out of Wigan last week. What a win that was for Richard Agar and company, as we've already said. And let's not forget the fella in the background, Sean Long. He could come along and haunt the Saints on Friday night. Uh, yes, but it's going to be a big ask, and the Leeds outfit uh, realise that. People keep telling me about that, you know, Leeds have got this wonderful record in the grand final. This isn't the grand final, Eddie. This is to get to the grand final. And you're hoping that it's going to be a classic. I can assure you it won't be a classic. It'll be one tough game. The two that we've had last weekend, tough, controlled defence. And there's no way in the world that Hull KR and Leeds will change that attitude. They will be defending for their life. And if you get that situation, then any chance you get a penalty anywhere near the sticks, go for the two points. That is the key factor. If you can't control and give penalties away then you could throw away your chance of going to Old Trafford. It's going to be tense. It's going to be rough and tough. And I do hope that we get two good referees who can control the game. I'm sure that, I'm sure that they will. I'm sure that they will. We, we've mentioned that say, uh, Leeds have won twice previously at Old Trafford in coming from fifth. They were 20 to 1 a week ago to do it again in 2021 <laughs> I, I wish it had that fiver on them I really do I, I, I know you said that and actually <laughs> at the time when you said that I, I, I felt like saying 
just stop throwing your money away. <laughs> which, which, which I know over the years you've uh, you've always been tight with that wallet of yours. That but is I've been for careful. Sure. I've been. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've learned from the best. I've learned from the best. <laughs> Listen, talking of Leeds, isn't it wonderful that the Rugby Football League has allowed Rob Burrow to yeah. present the Harry Sunderland Trophy? What a wonderful gesture that is. Very much so. Very much so, and you you know how how proud you are to to get onto that pitch with that trophy because you did it when you hung up the microphone, didn't you, in 2016 as a former winner yourself? You walked on and presented it to the, to the winner that night. And I can assure you, Eddie, that was one of the proudest moments to be on that pitch in front of an, an amazing crowd and to give it to Liam Farrell as the Harry Sunderland Trophy winner. It's so important, and I still remember it, and I will always remember it. I remember the fact that it, when I won it in 1973, but I'll always remember the fact that when they gave me the opportunity as a nice gesture, and of course, as you know, that was my last match working with you on Sky Television. Indeed it was. Indeed it was. <laughs> Listen, I, thought you got... would cry. I thought you would cry that day. I nearly did. I nearly did. I nearly did. Um, I, I've actually asked Betfred for the latest odds, by the way, Steve-O, uh, on the winners of the grand final this year. St. Helens remain odds-on favourites at 6-4 to four on. Catalan, 11-4. to four. Leeds are now down to 6-1. to 20-1 to one a week ago. Oh, that's a miss. And Hull Kingston Rovers, the rank outsiders, at 10-1. to one. So where's the smart money? You're sticking with you've said Saints from day one. You're sticking with the Saints. Yep, that's the smart money. But you thought you missed out on the fact that Hulkingston Rovers, <laughs> the way outsiders, mm. nothing wrong with having a fiver on them. No, maybe not. Saints are going for a hat trick of grand final wins, aren't they? You know, they 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 yeah. too light leads, and the, the, one of them has got to go out at the weekend. Um, they know what it takes to get there. They know what it takes to win it. They certainly do. And and they will remember the fact that they added an enormous amount of luck to win it last season. They knew that, you know, that the ball bounced in the, the right way. But they look so sharp this season. They look as though they've got good backup. They've got depth and strength. And I think they have a pack of forwards that will beat anybody in this competition but as you say Eddie poof, anything can happen when it comes to that who would have thought Warrington playing at home Wigan playing at home be defeated 19-0 by Hulkinson Rovers 8-0 by Leeds not score a point Warrington or Wigan so they've got the defensive attitude to upset any team but I know one thing Eddie my money will be staying in my wallet. <laughs> I thought it might do, but history beckons for somebody on the on uh, October the ninth. Talking of history, uh, St Helens women seems are just as dominant as the men. They're through to their grand final at Headingley on October the tenth. A dominant performance against the Castleford women at the weekend. They now face Leeds. They'll be on familiar territory on Sunday week. Of course, won't they? You know, um, and the Saints women have won the Challenge Cup. They've won the League Leaders Shield. Now they're going for their treble in the Grand Final. They're just as good as the men. 
They certainly are. And the one thing I've got to say, I have been so impressed with the advancement and the skill factor. You know, it reminds me of years ago, Eddie, when I remember the Wakefield women were winning everything. St. Helens are now taking over the, the roost of that sort of situation. But the development over the years through good coaching, through backing from the major clubs, it's very, very good to watch. I, I enjoy it because the quality is high class. It is. And the Saints have got 12 internationals in their side. 12 internationals. Jody Cunningham, Amy Hardcastle. They get all the publicity, but they are a very, very good team, aren't they? Yeah, well, they coach well. They've, they've certainly lifted the standard, as I've just said. Uh, it's, it's always good to see the major clubs bringing something new into it. You know, we, we've got to expand. And this is why I, I'm amazed that we're expanding in different areas, but we don't seem to want to expand at the top of the table. We want to keep it up north. It's it's amazing. People are now decrying the fact that Toulouse may actually come up into Super League. They're saying they shouldn't do, they shouldn't be there. But, and, and I'm thinking, hang on, away from the top quality teams, right? We are going forward. Wheelchair, female rugby league, etc. and so forth. Let's spread our wings. Come on. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll press the button when the Rugby League and the Super League get back together again, which, of course, is is, is much expected. Um, it is that time of year when the Dream Team gets announced. Now then, five from St. Helens, four from Catalan, Leeds, Wigan and Hull KR have got one each, and Ken Seo of Salford, 19 tries, top scorer in the Super League, from a team that finished next to bottom of the table. An outstanding effort from him, Ken Seo. Certainly is. And what about the coach? I know, he's gone. Richard Marshall. I can't, I can't believe it. They haven't wasted time in saying bye-bye. I just could not believe it when they announced he was going. And I think to panic after one season. And fair play. Fair play to, you know, this guy getting into... The dream team. I mean, it's it's it's, it's something that you've you've got to say. Well, well done, well done, Ken Seo. What is it? Eighteen tries this year. Nineteen. Nineteen, 19. tries. So really, Richard Marshall. I mean, the style of play couldn't have been that bad, could it? I know they finished eleventh in the table, uh, one place off the relegation. Maybe that's why the Salford hierarchy have panicked. They might think it's their turn next year. But Richard Marshall. He's lasted just the one season. Um, he hasn't That's really been I... given a fair crack of the whip, has he? No, you're right. And, you know, why just appoint him and then not give him the opportunity? I mean, when you've got a guy that's got 19 tries, oh, um, they don't have much attacking ability, do they? Of course they have. And talking of that, I'm so pleased that Cruz Lehman of Leeds has been selected as a hooker in the Dream Team. Yeah, he's he, a long he, lead rep, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's been outstanding. Um, we, I know I'm a ex-hooker, and to me that's the most important, important player on the pitch. People may argue with me, but that's my opinion. 
and Cruz Lehman could well be the key factor uh, in this Leeds outfit on the weekend he's a good hey. player he is a good player. You never know. Okay. Just talking about the weekend again. Let's let's just backtrack a bit to the castle, uh, the Catalan Hulkingston Rovers match. Um, it was thirty-two thirty to the Catalan Dragons in July. Now we're saying it's going to be a, a tight game. I mean, thirty-two thirty sounds like a classic. They gave away a healthy lead, Hull KR, before they eventually went down. They've lost in France ten times, Stevo, uh, but they've won there on five occasions. 2007 and 8, 2011 and 13 and 19. It's, I'm coming around to your way of thinking all of a sudden. It's not beyond <laughs> the bounds of possibility. No, no it isn't. I, I appreciate that. And look, if Tony Smith can get his players defending like they did against Warrington, they've got a great chance because there is rumour that the fullback, Sam Tompkins, will not be fit. And if they throw him out there, it could be a disaster. We've seen it so many times in big games where they've pushed out a player that is not fully fit and they come unstuck. We shall wait and see. All right. Uh, after all of our fun and games on Thursday and Friday, on Sunday morning, our time, it's the NRL Grand Final. Souths against Penrith. Now, this really is a mouth-watering match in prospect. And Wayne Bennett, the South coach, leading his men into yet another grand final. At 71, a very young 71, it has to be said, and personally aiming for a record-extending eighth grand final win. What a bloke this fellow is, Wayne Bennett. Unbelievable. When it comes to teams that he has coached, there is no one better. He's just amazing. The sad part about his career, Eddie, is that when it comes to taking over international players, they don't seem to work for him. Mm. Is that a coincidence? Not sure. It wouldn't be the first not to get the best out of, allegedly, the best 13 that the competitions have to offer. Is it, Would he be? Well, let's put it this way. His latest encounter in the international ranks was an absolute disaster. Mm. Remember, he, he took two or three Australians on the Great Britain tour, which I was, I went livid about the situation. Uh, they flew one guy out because one, somebody was injured and never played him. What's the point of flying him out? Yeah, you're talking about uh, 2019, aren't you? When, when yes. Wayne was in charge of Great Britain on the, the, the disastrous tour, they were beaten by Tonga and Papua New Guinea, Steve-O. I know that that, that's what I'm saying. Look, if you ask if you ask Bennett, you know what's his greatest achievements? Obviously, he'll say, well, you know, with with Brisbane so many times, and and is on the verge with South Sydney. Uh, it'll be a tough game. You know, I hope my Penrith Panthers, my my old club. I hope that they have learnt from the lesson of uh, losing last year, uh, because they were they were just blown away. You know, like they were stage struck for the first twenty thirty minutes. That won't occur this time, I can assure you of that. I think this will be a, a classic game because uh, I, I like the styles of both South Sydney and Penrith. They know how to play out wide. They've got good forwards, but they've got a wonderful ability to have a link from the forwards to the three-quarter line. They've scored both sides. South Sydney, Penrith have scored some tremendous tries this year. 
Uh, I've been amazed at the, the skill factor. And maybe we will go to classic. What about Penrith, though, Steve? They, they, they have been dominant, haven't they, during the, the, the regular season, but they have struggled to reach this grand final. Uh, arguably the best team in Australia all year, but they've sort of staggered into the grand final, haven't they? Yeah, uh, their biggest problem, and let's not forget that South Sydney beat them uh, in the early preliminaries. Uh, so th they want to come back into it. South Sydney, they'll be feeling, well, hang on, uh, we've beaten them once, we can beat them again. Bennett knows too well that he's got to make sure that his defence is solid. And Penrith will be doing exactly the same thing. They've got to forget about what happened in that first 30, 40 minutes in last year's grand finals, Penrith. They've got to realise they've got to do it tough. They were shell-shocked. And when they suddenly found their momentum, it was too late. Melbourne lifted the trophy. But what a great boost to return the issue and beat them 10-6. It was a great game. I, I loved it. Wasn't it? But the referee, I cannot believe what <laughs> occurred in that particular game. Now, the referee Sutton was odds on to be in charge of the grand final. Now, <laughs> when they scored out wide, uh, Brian Tuho, right, he scored in the corner. And I mean in the corner. Now, when Nathan Cleary came up, to take the conversion he moved it in 10 to 12 yards <laughs> the, the touch judges didn't notice it the referee didn't notice it now clearly missed that conversion but what would have happened if he did get the conversion and that conversion would have beaten the Melbourne Storm on that particular kick now the NRL have investigated and said it was an absolute disgrace. The officials should have seen it. So as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Sutton, you'll be watching from the stand. Sounds like it with a with a, a verdict like that from the people who've investigated it. Um, well, it doesn't really matter who's in the middle, Steve. But hopefully it'll be Ashley Klein, the old Super League uh, referee. Let's hope he gets the nod then. But Yeah, well, it's, it's certainly in line. I mean, he's had a good season. Never mind who's in the middle. Doesn't matter who who is going to win. Are you going to be saluting the Penrith Panthers, or will you be standing to attention and saluting the great Wayne Bennett? Who's going to win the grand final down there in Australia? Eddie, I'm already standing. <laughs> I am saluting the Panthers. They will win. It'll be a close game, but I'm confident that Penrith will go through it. Though I must say. The last weekend, fantastic rugby league football. But there's a little bit of a downer. The day after that semi-final, would you believe that Reese Walsh from the Warriors was arrested on the Sunshine Coast over the weekend for being in possession of cocaine? It does not look good for our game of rugby league. And I've said it before, you know, that they earn a fortune to these players down in Australia. Why throw it away? I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I just can't believe it because, look, when I first started playing as a professional, I got, I, I got £7.28 after tax for my first ever game professional. £10.28. And I thought, I was, I was 
I was the king of the castle. And these guys are on half a million, a million dollars contracts, and they do something like that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well, look, it, you've you've already well, you've you've finished Penrith because you've you've tipped them to win the the grand final in Australia at the weekend. This time next week, we should be looking ahead to our grand final. And so, come on, finish off two club seasons. Who is going to get to Old Trafford? Do you want me Saint, to repeat Saint, it? St. Helens is a shoe-in, I know that. St. <laughs> Helens is a shoe-in. So, Leeds are gone. Which of the other two? Do you know, I'm going to go for a, a really outlandish suggestion. I'm going to pick Hull Kingston Rovers. Now, people, people in Hull will be <laughs> will be throwing out the throwing out the pram and saying, "Oh no, Stevo's tipped us." That yes. means we've got no chance. Yes, I was going to say exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> well, let's, look, hope, let... let's hope the two great games, and I'm sure there will be. Uh, there may not be classics with open football, but I don't mind good hard games like that fantastic right let me just emphasize it is Penrith to win the NRL grand final and it is St Helens against Hull Kingston Rovers to get to Old Trafford we will see in seven days time what a complete nutter horlicks you've made of it Steve we'll be we'll be back <laughs> we'll be back in seven days time and we'll pick the bones up over your <laughs> dreadful predictions well I'm saying if it's horlicks make sure you don't put any sugar in it I'm on a day <laughs> and so you should be see you next week take care top man <laughs> <laughs>